Do you belong to a church or a cult? Is it possible to be a part of a church or business that has cult-like tendencies? Join me as we expose the cult-like mentality. Hey guys, it's Rebecca Price and we are continuing the podcast series on exposing the cult-like mentality or mindset. And we started talking about it in last uh, the last episode and we're going to continue talking about the group. What does the followers look like? We've spent many podcasts talking about what the leader looks like, but it's just as important to see and notice what the followers are like. Because sometimes when people are in these uh, cult-like environments, they get confused by how certain members act or certain they're just like, why are they acting this way? So it's important for you to start to understand this as well, all right, to understand how they act. So back in the very first episode, we talked about how um, leaders will, cult-like leaders will, will desire unquestioning commitment from people. They will, they will demand, you know, people to be committed to them and not question them at all. And so again, the members are unquestionably, unquestioningly, excuse me, committed to the leader. What does that mean? That means no matter what the leader does, he's right. So that means that the group will try to justify everything that the leader does. If the leader clearly does something that is wrong or that is abusive, because the group has this cult-like mentality and has it in their head, that they have convinced themselves that the leader is like elevated to a godlike status and that the leader can do no wrong and oh you know that that oh that's not something they would do or that they have all knowledge or that they're always right then there then that means that nothing that they do in their eyes is wrong so they justify everything so if you know let's say you know you have like in in churches where you have a a pastor that will sexually abuse uh, someone or a leader that will sexually abuse someone in the church, then you may have leaders, if it is a cult-like place, you may have leaders that'll, that will blame the victim and they'll say, oh, well, she probably came on to him. Oh, well, I just don't see him doing something like that. He, I just, I really don't see that happening and, you know, and, and things like that. Or you will start to see this instead of them actually hearing hearing things out, you know, and yes, there are instances where people are falsely accused. But sadly, you're seeing a lot of cases today where abuses are going on in the church and they're being covered up. They're being swept under the rug. They're not being addressed because the members, they don't, they don't want to cause a stir or they're so committed to the, to the leader, they're afraid to say anything or they, or they do exactly what the leader tells them to do. If the, if the cult-like leader says, hey, we just need to forget about this. Don't talk about it. You don't need to talk about it. It's nothing. Then what are the what are the followers going to do? They're going to do that. There's there there. It's nothing. They're going to sweep it under the rug. They're not going to talk about it. They're not going to address it again. They're not going to say anything again. So um, so yeah. So the members will always try to justify the leader's actions. It doesn't matter. And and what's sad about that is when a member themselves is experiencing abuse from the leader, they themselves will try to justify it. 
they themselves will say, well, maybe I, maybe I didn't ask the question in the right way. Well, maybe I really shouldn't have done that. Well, maybe I, and that's exactly what the leader wants. The leader wants the group members to be in a brainwashed state of mind where the leader is never wrong and never held accountable. And the members always look to themselves. It's always their fault. You know, it, they're either not, they're, they're always wrong. They're not working hard enough. They're not doing enough. They're not committed. They're not this. They want, the leader wants the members in a very fragile and vulnerable state of mind. Why? Because it's easy to control people like that. It's easy to manipulate people like that. It's not easy to manipulate someone who is who is confident, who is headstrong, who knows what they believe. That is why pastors and leaders don't like people like that a lot of times on their staff. If you're a cult-like leader, if you're a good leader, as we've talked about before, you're going to like people around you that are that are smart and that are strong and, and that are on board with the vision, yes, but they're not afraid to ask questions. They're not afraid to challenge, you know. And, and, and so a good leader is going to like that because he knows that it makes him better. It makes the team better, all right? But really, a cult-like leader does not like that. They want yes men. They want yes women. And that's what the group looks like. If you have a group where it's it just, and, and this is something you have to notice. You have to notice about, you know, how they speak. We, we visited a church one time. Uh, recently where uh, we, uh, my husband and I, we were, you know, going to the church and just wanted to check it out. It was down the road and we were like, oh, you know, we, we want to check this out. And, and we get there and one of the church members, you know, God bless her, told me, she's like, there, you see that person? That's the assistant pastor. And the way she said it, I already could tell, I already heard it in, in her voice that the assistant pastor in her eyes was very elevated. It was very on a pedestal, very, <gasps> look at the, and, and part of me wanted to say, okay, there's a person, you know, there's a person that's being used by God, but so are you, you know? I mean, they, I'm sure they put their pants on the same way that I do. I mean, they use the bathroom like I do. They drink coffee, you know, just like I do. Why? Why do we feel the need? Why do we feel the need, especially in church culture, that that we worship these leaders? It's got to stop. It's got to stop. Okay, we're only opening ourselves up for disappointment and abuse. But anyway, I'm not going to go into that because we've talked about that before. So group lead, So this is why a lot of times if you are someone who starts to recognize that it's a cult and that things are wrong... If you try to go to the other church members, they're not going to, they're not going to hear you. They're not going to hear a thing you're saying. If you try to go to them and ask them questions, they're just going to kind of look at you weird, or they're going to be afraid to talk about things or approach things because the fear, the intimidation, the control that the leader, well, what if the leader finds out? Well, what if this or what if that? They, they're not going to hear you. So it's almost pointless sometimes, you know, to try to take these things to them. If you notice these things and these things are happening, I'm not saying that you can't reach out to a friend in church and, and talk to them about it. And, you know, and sometimes you have to bring it up just ask just with a question. Say, you know, what do you think about this? You know, what do you think about the way this was handled? What do you think about this? I just want your thoughts and your opinions. And if you approach it like that with someone else, then you're going to see whether they're like, well, I did this or well, or you're going to see 
if that unquestioning commitment comes out, if it's always, well, pastor's the greatest, well, pastor will never do this, well, apostle will never do this, well, prophet would never do this, and prophet this and prophet that, and there's so much talk and so much about then in this worship-like mentality, then you're probably not going to get people to see your point of view, especially if God is pulling you out. And sometimes it can be dangerous. Sometimes it's better to leave, get out of the situation. And then if people reach out to you and they're like, hey, why did you leave? Or hey, why this? Then you can decide then what you're going to do, what you're going to say. You can decide then how much you're going to tell people, if you're going to tell people anything. Um, You can kind of make decisions about that. But sometimes it's better to go than to stay and try to convince other people to see it your way because a lot of times that backfires. And and sometimes, yeah, a lot of times it backfires. And it can also be seen as causing discord in the church and dissension and division. And you don't want to be a divisive person. You don't want to be someone that causes division. If you leave, you leave for your own reasons, right? Even if you know it's a cult and even if you know that the leader has a cult-like mentality, better you get out and then if you want to reach out to your friends and you want to have just have conversations with them and you want to talk to them or again if they reach out to you and they're like hey why did you leave you know why did this happen why did this happen um then you can kind of approach it like that but understand that the majority of the time the group is going to justify the actions of the leader no matter how horrific and no matter how bad it is and it shows you the level of brainwashing that they're at it is bondage it is demonic It is not okay. And it really makes me feel for people that are in the group. And here's the thing. You know, sometimes the people that I pity the most are the people that see it. They see it. They know it's going on. They know it's wrong, but they don't leave and they don't do anything about it. And sometimes it's because the leader bribes them with money. Hey, I'll pay you more money if you stay. I'll give you more position and influence if you if you stay. I'll do this, you know, because the leader doesn't doesn't want people to leave. You know, a cult like uh, someone who is a cult like leader wants to control as many people as possible. Wants to be in control, manipulate, and people that the more people they they uh, lose, you know, the less people they control, the more work they're having to do on their end, and they don't have the workhorses to do it for them. But uh, then their power, their power diminishes. That's why they want more and more people because more and more people mean more power, more control, more power. That's what they want. They want power, fame, control. They live off of this, all right? So they don't want people to leave. And sometimes they will do, if they see people leave, then they will go into panic mode. And they will say, okay, well, this person left, especially if the person that left had influence. If the person that leaves is someone of influence, First of all, what's going to happen is the leader is going to do a character attack a lot of times on the person that left, is going to tell the other group members, oh, cut them off. Don't talk to them. They're wayward. They have they they are not following Christ anymore. Or will open face lie about them and make up some lie of something that they did or something that they have done. It amazes me the lies that will come out of people claiming to be teachers and apostles and priests and prophets of God amazes me the lies that come out. Ooh, it's awful. Um, 
But they're going to go into panic mode because they've got, you know, again, they're going to make the person leaving look like the enemy. And then they're going to turn to the people that are still there. And wow, you are, but you, they're, they're lost. They're gone. They're, they're, uh, they're there. But you, you are the committed ones. You are the ones that are really here for me. You're committed. And you know what? Because you're committed and because you're this, and this is where they start to slide in the subtle guilt because you're committed and I know that you wouldn't leave me and I know that you wouldn't betray me like they betrayed me. Oh, because they're traitors and you're not. I'm going to give you more money. I'm going to elevate your position. How would you like to be, uh, how would you like to go from this position to this position? It's a higher position of influence. They will bribe. They will do whatever. So the group responds according to how the leader, the orders from the leader, the ones that are brainwashed. So they're going to do exactly what the leader says, even if it's wrong. It's wrong to completely cut off people and shun them like that, but they're going to do it anyway. And all of a sudden, like I said before in the last podcast, the group will all of a sudden you won't hear from them anymore. They don't know you. They don't want anything to do with you. In fact, they've most likely they have believed the lies of the leader and they've believed the lies of the leader and they don't want anything to do with you anymore because they think that you've done horrible things and all of this stuff. It's really sad. But the character attacks, the group will follow through with that. If the leader attacks your character, so will the group. So will the group. The group will you know, might tell other members and, 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 you know, spew the lies around. And I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's horrible. The things that happen. Okay. Let's look at some other characteristics of the group. Uh, another characteristic, and I'm, I'm on uh cult recovery, com. It says the group is preoccupied with making money. Again, a lot of what happens, what the, how the group members act, it all comes down and flows down from the leader. So if the leader is preoccupied with making money, the group is going to be preoccupied with making money. So it's what events can we do to bring in more money? What can we do for money? What can we, how can we get money this way? How can we get money that way? And when you have a ministry that is obsessed with making money and then there's this justification going on with, uh, with their leader that they justify everything, then there's going to be, they're going to be making money in probably ways that aren't legal um, or aren't godly, or they or they'll just do anything for money, or they'll they will do anything and everything just to bring more money and more dollar bills in the house. Um, again, the group is going to mimic the leader a lot of times. Um, and again, we've talked about how um, how the group it, it's the us versus them mentality, and the group is very elitist. They they claim this special this special status, which is again where you hear the conversation of our this church is special. It's not like any church you've ever been to before. Everything is different. And, and, and don't leave here because you will miss your purpose. You will miss everything. You will lose the, and, and it, it is such an elevated, almost like they have a divine mission that no one else has. And again, if we, if the church is the body, then the focus should not be on the building. It should not be on us inside this house have a higher divine mission and calling than anyone else who is a brother and sister in Christ on the earth. It's absolute garbage. And I think it's really important, again, to emphasize why the leader is so dangerous because when he has that level of control and brainwashing, he literally has an army of slaves that will carry out his or her agenda Um in, you know, for whatever. And so the attack doesn't just come from 
the top, if you're someone that's trying to leave because you notice these unhealthy things and these toxic things, the attack doesn't just come from the top, it comes from the group because the group, it's almost like a shield for the leader. All right, so for example, um, I actually know someone who left a church like this and uh, and ended up getting married. And the person that the person that left that church was still friends with someone who was at the church that they left. And uh, they were looking for a pastor, and they asked them if if they could marry them, if this person could marry them, because this person was a pastor. And the person agreed and was like, oh, that's really great. I'll get to marry them and stuff like that. Well, when a leader in the church, the head leader in the church actually found out that this pastor married this person and their spouse, the leader called them in and called him a traitor and said, you are a traitor. How could you do this to me? How could you betray me like this? You are a traitor for marrying this couple. Listen to the words that are used. Traitor? Are you kidding me? All because this person performed a marriage ceremony for people that had left this cult-like environment and all of a sudden, this person becomes a traitor. Listen to the serious language that's used. It's used as emotional manipulation, blowing things out of proportion, it's to humiliate you. It's to make you feel bad. You're a traitor. How dare you do this to us? How dare you do something I didn't approve of? How dare you? These kinds of words, these kinds of things are meant as emotional manipulation to badger, to abuse Again, that's exactly what I, and, and the thing is, is the group members, okay, so the whole reason I was telling you that is the group members had the same mentality. The group members had the same mentality. Oh, yeah, they're traitors. Oh, yeah, traitors. How dare they, traitors? It's scary. It's almost scary. It's like having robots that repeat. It's like having robots that don't think they repeat everything that's said. It is scary. It really is. And again, I've talked to you before about how, you know, about how, you know, if, if someone talks about leaving a church like this, oftentimes the group members will be like, but why? Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to leave a place like this? But it's so great. But why would you want to do that? They're just dumbfounded. They're so, I mean, they're so, and then sometimes the group members will go straight to the leader and say, hey, so-and-so has mentioned leaving. And then that's when the leader comes in and takes many different approaches, but a lot of times it's the, hey, so I've heard that you've, you've, you've mentioned possibly leaving. Well, why? Why, why, would you, why would you do something like that to us? Why would you, how could you leave us like that? How could you do that to me? How could you betray me like that? How could you hurt me like that? I trusted you. I thought you trusted me. You see all these words, they're used to get an emotional response from the person. They're trying to make them feel guilty. They're trying to make them feel like that they are a bad person. They're trying to use force, forceful words. Well, if you leave, then, well, I don't, if, if you leave, then, you know, well, you need to this or you need to that or whatever. I mean, it's just, I could go on and on and on about the examples and about how, about the different tactics that are used to abuse people. But the group mimics the leader. 
a brainwashed group in a cult and they are brainwashed. They are. Does it mean that they can't ever come out of it? No, it doesn't because it happens all the time. Sometimes there are members and they get abused and they, and, and it can be just an incident. It could be that they see things over time and they justify them, but they get to a point where they just can't do it anymore. Or it could be that it could be that they, um, that they see, uh, that they see things, but they're in denial about it, but they, you know, but then something happens that hits home personally and, and it wrecks everything. Or it could be that this person doesn't see anything, but then all of a sudden something happens and their eyes are opened. I will tell you for me personally, and I believe that this is a great prayer for people to pray, pray that God always shows you the truth, even if it hurts. And I've done, I sought the truth. You know, with this particular place, I sought the truth and I just kept telling God, tell me the truth, tell me the truth, show me the truth, tell me the truth. And God was faithful. He revealed it to me. The Holy Spirit was faithful. He revealed it to me. And once I started seeing and I saw and I see patterns in, you know, like I said, I've been in in several different ministries where this type of this type of leadership and this type of reaction is the same. Um, but I remember praying and asking God, God reveal to me the truth, show me the truth. And he was faithful. And if God, if you, if you truly seek the truth and God shows you the truth, you can't ignore it after a while. You can't unsee what God shows you. And you know, in your spirit, if you have a fear of the Lord, you know that there's also a danger in ignoring the truth. Because if you ignore the truth for a while, you won't hear the truth anymore. Because that means that you have sold, you have, you are bought and sold to the lie. That means you have complete, you have sacrificed and you have submitted to the lie. And that the lie is better than the truth. So if the lie is what you serve, then, then the truth is going to be, in a, it's going to be completely far from you. You're not even going to recognize it. This is why when you see the truth or when God reveals the truth about things and you have discernment about things, you can't ignore discernment. You got to act on it. You've got to, you have to take it and you got to say, all right, God, what do I do with this information? I receive this. I know you've showed me this. So what do I do with this information? And again, don't try, you know, it, it's, um, it's not always wise to try to convince the group because if you realize that you are in a cult-like environment, that if you start to realize that, if you listen to these podcasts or if you listen to someone else's podcast or God starts to show you that this is in a healthy place, then you have to you have to take a step back and you have to plan. I would not let anyone know, anyone know what you're doing. I wouldn't, I would just step back and say, Lord, how do I proceed? What do I need to do? I know that I need to get out, but how do I, how, what do I need to do? Do you just want me to leave? You just want me to check out tomorrow? You know, it, or, you know, how do you want me to go about this? And a lot of times in a group like that, it's better to just leave. Like I've said before, it's better to just leave, to bow out. And then if people have questions afterwards, you know, and, and don't, don't extend the time. Don't, don't extend the time and make it a long extended leave. Like we're going to leave six months from now, or we're going to leave a year from now. No, that's not going to look good for you. And I promise you, you you will be mistreated, you know? If, if not publicly, you will be mistreated privately. You will be mistreated and you will be, it's just, it's not a, a, a safe situation for you. It's better for you to just to leave immediately. Don't delay. If God tells you, don't delay. I've heard many stories of people that have delayed doing things that God has told them to do 
And eventually later it brings them to a breaking point where they have suffered. And so obedience is extremely important. Uh, so yeah, I do encourage you, you know, if you see these things, take a step back, get away. You know, if you have to stay home one night, whatever you need to do, uh, if you have to take a week off, whatever you have to do and get yourself together, get with the Lord and say, all right, God, how do I proceed from this? But you need to get out. Don't, don't talk yourself into staying. Don't say, well, I really like these people and I really like this. If you know and you see that you are in a cult-like environment, it is not healthy. It is toxic. It is affecting you spiritually. It is affecting you emotionally. You may not realize it at the time, but it is. And if you think that you see the guns pointed at everybody else, don't think that they won't be pointed at you one day. Don't think that you're special and that you are going to be protected and that it's not going to affect you. You will experience abuse if you haven't experienced it already. And the guns are going to be pointed at you one day. Now, if you're somebody who always says yes and who always is, who's always, you know, up the leader's butt all the time and, and you do everything to please them or whatever, yeah, you may not get, you may not get really attacked. You may not, you may not uh, face some of the blows that other people face, but you will be asked to do something that is not godly. You will be asked to do something that goes against what you believe. I promise you that. You will be asked to do something or you will see someone else being mistreated and you will have to watch it. And in that moment, you are going to have to decide, am I going to justify it or am I going to see it for what it really is? You're going to come to a, to a line in the sand at some point and you're going to have to choose. And here's something else that people don't talk about as far as the group goes to. If a leader is a cult-like leader and he's not hearing the truth of God, really, really, or he or she, you know, they, they, they're in so much pride that they're really operating off of their own voice and their own wisdom and not really the wisdom of God um, because it's, it's their way or the highway all the time. And, and, you know, we've talked about that before. You need to ask yourself, you need to pay attention. How is this, this group lining up with the word of God? Because a lot of times you will see compromise. You will see compromise going on in, in a ministry like this. You may see um, things like homosexual people that are leading worship on stage. You may see um, people getting away with certain things. You may see certain sins that are really harped on, but some sins are swept under the rug or whatever. Because again, if that leader is not standing for truth, if that leader is standing for their own agenda and they only care about what benefits them in the end, then if it benefits them for people to commit sin in the church, they're going to let it go. They're going to allow it. You know, if, if their biggest tithers are living in sin, they're not going to call that out. They're going to lose money. Does that make sense? All right. So we, so you, you, as, you have to step back as a congregation member and take a look at the whole picture and take a look at, you know, and ask yourself questions. Ask yourself these things. Are there some things that are being allowed and not being allowed? Are there some things that are being swept under the rug? Are certain people being treated better because they're of a better financial status or they have a higher education level? Are they being treated better than other people are? And all of this requires you once again to be honest. You have to be honest with yourself and you have to give God the room to be honest with you, to tell you these things. You need to ask God, God, is this, you know, if you, is this the type of environment that I'm in? Is this, is, are there signs of this? Is the leader, is it a cult-like leader? And give God room to be honest because I'm telling you right now, it's going to be hard to hear. 
at first. It's going to be hard to hear. Some people won't be surprised because they've seen it all along. They just didn't want to admit it. But it's going to be hard to hear. And it may be hard to deal with at first. But you got to ask yourself another question. Do I want to, do I want to live in the truth or do I want to live in the lie? Do I want to live lying to myself for the rest of my life? Because another thing that you have to consider, and again, this is probably more focused on leadership, but it affects the group. And if you're a part of the group, this affects you. If you have a leader that is prideful, narcissistic, thinks they're the smartest person in the room, they are going to be threatened by anybody in the group that has ability or ability that challenges them. So they're going to halt promotion. They're going to halt promotion. They'll allow it to an extent, but if it looks like a threat to, to them or it looks like a threat, they will halt promotion. Your ability will hit a glass ceiling and you will not be able to go further. You can try. You can try to go further with your gift. You can try, but they will not let you go further. If, you, if they see your ability as a threat, you will not grow. You will not move up. You will not be promoted. They're going to shut that down instantly because they don't want someone else taking the spotlight. They don't want someone else with a, they don't like the idea of someone else having a greater ability than they do, you know, or, or be stronger than them in a certain area. They don't look at that and say, wow, that's a great person to have on the team. That's someone that can really help grow this place. They can really help reach people for Christ. I celebrate that in them. They don't do that. They say, oh, no, that they're getting a little too close. I'm, I'm. I feel threatened. I'm just going to shut that down. I'm going to stop that right now. And the sad thing about it is, the sad thing about it is that leader that, that acts like that doesn't realize that they have stunted the growth of their ministry, if, if that's what you even want to call it. They've stunted the growth of their ministry because once you become threatened by everybody around you and once it's once you become, well, it's got to be all about me and it can't be about them and, and, and you know, I only want them to remain at this level. I don't want them to go... Once that becomes like that, then, then what's the point? What's the point? Your ministry is not going to grow. Your business is not going to grow. Whatever it is, because you need good people. You need people that are, that are stronger than you, that are better than you. And so as a group member, you need to ask yourself, do I want to be in a, in a church where I can't grow? Where I can only go as far as the pastor wants me to go? Who's going to cap me off and say, ah, oh, well, you know, you have a lot of potential. You have a lot of gifts and purpose, but we're just going to stop you right there because, yeah, you're, you're, you're taking the spotlight off of me a little bit. Ask yourself, is that what you want? You know, God has given you gifts and talents to use as well. You're not going to be able to use them in a place like that, so why stay? Things you got to be honest with yourself and ask yourself about. So we have talked about today about the group. We've talked a little bit about the leader, but mostly about the group. What does the group look like? How is the group going to act? How is the group going to respond? And basically to sum everything up, the group is going to mimic the leader. The group, the brainwasher, the brainwashed is going to mimic the brainwasher and oftentimes act like robots. And until God gives them discernment and gives them the, and, and tells them the truth, then you know, until that happens, they're just going to be mimicking and repeating what the leader says. So again, I recommend a lot of times with people, get out first. Make sure you get yourself out and you get to a healthy mind, mindset. And then if people want to reach out to you, which a lot of people won't, some will maybe if they're not scared to, but a lot of people won't. 
But then you can have conversations with them and they're like, why did you leave? Well, let's talk about this. And I saw some things that I didn't agree with, or there's some, you know, these things bothered me or whatever, you know, this is, this is, these are some things that I, that I didn't like, but make sure you're in a safe place first. Make sure you get out of it first. And maybe you don't even, maybe you don't even do that. Maybe you just move on with your life. But as long as you are in a place where you are free, because God wants you free, the truth shall set you free. You need to be free. First, get free of this thing. Get out of that bondage. I'm telling you, it is worth it. It is 100% worth it. Run and don't look back. Well, this uh, finishes this podcast episode and we are going to continue uh, talking about exposing the uh, cult-like mentality and mindset in upcoming episodes. Next episode, we're going to talk about the flip side of things. If you're someone that has dealt with this, what are some of the after effects of coming out of this? How do you deal with that? Is there healing for this? Let's talk about it. It's going to be very important. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in and I'll come at you later with another podcast. Hey guys, thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, please hit the follow button. Also, you can find me on Facebook as Pastor Rebecca Price or on X as Rebecca Price. Thanks again for listening and stay tuned to more episodes that can help reanimate your life. Thank you.